Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jeff Hensley's joining us. Hensley Legal Services. They're there for you if you need help with child support and custody cases, divorce, spousal support, division of assets, father's rights, paternity, guardianship, and grandparents' rights. He's in the studio right now for your questions. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Good, man. 460-KMOD is the phone number. I got an email that came in. It's kind of long, so bear with me. Uh, My son is nine months old as of last week. He was born addicted to opiates. We spent a month in the NICU while doctors had to wean him off using morphine. At the time of the pregnancy, I knew she was using. I thought she just had a pill problem, but it turns out she'd been using heroin. Now... I'm going to cut the rest of the short. This guy also has had some drug problems in the past. Right. He says he's clean uh, now, but he wants to know, if I did file for custody, what are my chances? I'm also afraid of losing custody because of my drug use. I'm currently clean because I'm contemplating what I really need to do in order to take care of my son. I'm really in a bind here at the moment, and any help advice would be much appreciated. Wow. Well, I mean, really, I mean... He's got a very good chance if she's really, uh, the child really did have that issue, and, I'm, and obviously he did if he was in the NICU, uh, you know, great chance for getting custody at that point. Because remember, in the state of Oklahoma, mom's got custody until dad files something. So if he wants that, he needs to give me a call so we can get that taken care of. I mean, the, the main factors here, and I'm surprised, typically when children are born that way in the hospital, typically DHS is called immediately and they go into DHS custody. So it's interesting uh, I'd like to know more as to what happened there because that's – and I know this because my wife's a pediatrician and uh, and she works with newborn babies and they, they have to make those calls. So uh, with that being said, he's got a great chance. Now, if he's clean, that's great. You know, that's what's going to be the, the, the thing there is to put the child where the child is, is going to be um, – taking care of the best. And obviously, if mom's got a heroin addiction and has given birth to a heroin baby, that's a big deal. So he's got a great chance. He just needs to give me a call. 918-460-KMOD is the phone number. Go ahead, Sam. Um, could she get in trouble for, I guess, trying to hide that from him? Not necessarily, because again, under the statute, you know, mom can pretty much do whatever the hell she wants to do and doesn't have to tell dad anything. That's the stinker about uh, the way it is for dads here in the state of Oklahoma. Didn't used to be that way, but it's been that way since November 1st, 2011. So with that being said, I mean, for the last six years, dads have been in Suckville simply because mom can do what she wants, say what she wants, keep your child away, move away, do all sorts of stuff without having to tell you anything. So half that DNA is mine, and it's addicted to a substance now, but she doesn't have to like let the dad know about any of that. Not under the law, oh. no. Now, morally, there's a different story, but under the actual statutes, no. I mean, it sucks. I mean, that's where our law has been for the last six years, and it's been terrible for dads, honestly, because before that, it was a 50-50. And then the legislature got a bug up its butt and decided to change it, and it's just been horrible for dads ever since. It really has. Uh, Let's go to James is on the phone. He's got a question for child custody. James, you're on with uh, Jeff Hensley. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, I... uh, um I started a child custody case on Thursday. I uh, I was in prison. My wife let me file for a divorce, got full custody. Since I've come home, there's uh, a lot of issues with violence in the home, uh, drug use in the home. 
But me having nine felonies and being in prison three times, I'm just I'm I'm clean now. I pass any type of hair follicle test, but I'm just I'm curious as to whether I stand a chance at getting custody because of my criminal background. Well, what are your felonies for? Were they for drug? Were they all like nine no, drug charges or yeah, what? Yeah, no, it was it. I was I was using and stealing. Stealing stuff and things like that, but uh, well, I any- have no drug charges. Okay, so I mean, were they violent? I'm trying to get to the heart of the matter here because I'm trying to parse through the issue of you know, if mom's got violence go- going on in the home, you can definitely move in for some sort of emergency custody, that kind of thing. The judge is going to look at your past. If there's drug charges, I mean, uh, then the judge is going to make you par- pass hair follicles and all that. If you've got other charges, uh, depending upon what they are, that's where it may be dependent upon Second what the judge three- Second-degree second burglary, possession of stolen property, that type of thing. Okay, so we're not talking, nothing violent then, is that correct? No, sir. Okay. No, sir. I mean, as long as you don't have anything violent, then the judge could put the child with you. You know, there may be some provisions in there where there has to be some supervision for a short period of time or something. But, I mean, if mom's got violence going on in front of that child, that's a big deal to a judge, and the judge is not going to take well, that lightly. Well, I have two children, a 13-year-old and a 6-year-old. My 13-year-old is pretty much raising my 6-year-old. And my 13-year-old is willing to go in front of the judge and uh, let the judge know what's going on as far as the things going on in the home, the drug use, that type of thing. Absolutely, and that's, but, uh, and that's what needs to happen. I mean, give me a call, and we can get you taken care of on that. I mean, that that's a big issue, and if you've got a child well, that's raising another, that's a problem. Um, but if, say, the 13-year-old wants to come live with me, James, yeah. uh, James, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt because it gets you're getting into some really tedious details that um, I know Jeff wants to go over, but probably not. It would just take too long on the radio. Do you, you currently have representation? Yes, I currently have representation. Okay, well, if you need help, make sure you uh, get a hold of Jeff, all right? All right, thank you. All, all right, James, see you later. Uh, Sean is on now. He's got a question about child support. Sean, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Uh, yeah, I, I just got a question. Sure. Uh, I'm a stepfather of two two children that are my fiancés, and we can't find the father of one of the children, the oldest boy, and every time we do find him to try to serve child support, he quits his job and disappears. That's a very common tale, my friend. I mean, that happens quite a bit where the, and it's not just men that do it, it's women that do it that owe child support. They'll quit and they'll go into hiding, and it's hard to nail down. The only thing they're doing is racking up child support over time, and once you do catch them, then eventually they're going to hit, get hit with a huge arrearage, but actual collections is impossible unless they file tax returns, and then you can grab tax refunds, but uh, this is a very common tale. We deal with this issue quite a bit. Yeah, like, I mean, he's he seriously, I've been raising the kid, the, the boy now for going on my fourth year. Okay. Is there any reason and, why you shouldn't give me a call and let's talk adoption then, once you get married? Yeah, I'm I'm totally for that. Then you should give me a I mean, call if, because that's that's your best option. Right, that would be so much better. I can terminate his rights, man. You just need to give me a call so that <laughs> yeah. we can we can talk adoption. <laughs> right on, Sean. Awesome. Thanks so much, awesome. man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Have a great fun. day. Tony is on now. He's got a question for Jeff Hensley about custody. Tony, you're on with uh, Jeff Hensley of Hensley Legal Services. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, my, I have a kind of complicated case, and I, I was wanting to advise on how to get started. Call me. That's how you get started. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, man. Give give me just one or two things that makes it complicated, Tony. Okay, well, we we was divorced in Texas. 
my son lives in Louisiana, and I live in Oklahoma, and he, he's always lived with his mother. This summer, he come and spend a, a month with me and wanted to stay, and she said no. He's 15. I don't know who has jurisdiction. That would be Louis, that would be Louis, he lives in Louisiana, right? That's his that's, Correct. Okay, that's your home state under the UCCJEA and that again that's the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction Enforcement Act. That's the law that says where the home state of the child is. If the child is residing in Louisiana and has not resided in Oklahoma on a permanent basis, then Louisiana is going to be the state that you're going to have to go to. So what you would have to do is, is you have to hire somebody in Louisiana, they'd have to do a motion to transfer venue or just excuse me jurisdiction from uh, Texas, simple process. They entered a decree in Louisiana, and then you fight in Louisiana over custody and visitation. Okay. Is his age a factor? I mean, is it going to be... It is in the state of Oklahoma, but when you get into Louisiana, it's a whole nother... I'm going to say it, bag of cats. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> because, because there are two states in the United States that suck when it comes to law, and here's why. You've got Alaska and you've got Louisiana. Louisiana is weird because they do the old Napoleonic law, and it's not like all the other laws in the rest of the United States. So what I'm getting at is I don't practice down there. I don't know what their law is. In Oklahoma, yes, at 50, once they hit the age of 12, their decision of where they want to live is taken into account. It, I don't know what Louisiana's is, so my suggestion is is to call a Louisiana attorney down there and ask them that question. Thank you very much for your time, sir. All right, Tony, good luck, and give Jeff Hensley a call to get that you know, you know, know, good game plan set up for you to help out locally. Sure. Uh, Bill has a question about grandparents' rights. Uh, right. Bill, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Bill. Uh, real quick, uh, my question is more anything about grandparents' rights, but... Uh, I've got a situation where I have a three-year-old grandson living with a 23-year-old mom, and she has been in and out of jail a couple of times, and uh, we think that she has them around drugs and things like that, and I know for a fact she couldn't pass a drug test. What are what are grandparents, what, well, what could we do? You, what you need to do is to call me so we can do a guardianship. Um, in the state of Oklahoma, grandparents' rights are super thin unless you've actually served as a guardian or as a kinship placement of some sort. Um, in the case that you're talking about, we do these all the time for grandparents where the kids are on drugs and the grandkids are around all that garbage. Give me a call. We can get you a guardianship in place and get that child out of the home and into your home so that mom can try and get her stuff together uh, so that child doesn't get harmed in any way. First step is to call you then. First step, call me and we'll talk about how to get the guardianship in place. I'll be there all day. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, Bill, see you later. Uh, it seems like an obvious answer, like, hey, call me. I'm going to help you set it up. Right. But it, it is something that need, you got to start a process, not something you can do by yourself. Right. I mean, I never tell anybody to do these kind of things on their own simply because there is so many things that are involved in – I mean, there, there's filing deadlines, there's particular ways that the motions have to be drafted. I mean, this is what we do for a living. Everybody in my office, this is what we do every single day, day in and day out, is family law, and this is how we handle it, and we know what to do. It, it's kind of like, uh, take any profession out there that is specialized. If I went out there, I'd cut my finger off or my head off or something like that, because I don't know what I'm doing. And that's exactly what happens when people kind of do this thing on their own, is simply, you could be really cutting off your own uh, head to spite your face, so to speak, simply because you don't know how it's done, and you can be undercut by another attorney. So, so give us a call so that doesn't happen. Let's go to Brad. Has a question about child support. Brad, good morning. You're on with Jeff Hensley. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Well, um, I have a uh, my my ex. Uh, I won custody from her uh, about four years ago. Okay. And uh, was getting child support from her uh, regularly, and then all of a sudden it just dropped. And I haven't had anything from her since about six months ago, and it was only just roughly twelve bucks. 
Okay. But um, I've been trying to get in contact with her. I have no other way of uh, getting in touch with her. Um, I've tried calling DHS and uh, the child support office to see if they can uh, find some way of getting a hold of her. Right. But I have no other contacts to get in touch. So um, how, how what would be the best way for me to... Uh, start getting my child support payments. Well, I mean, and, and this is a cliche, but I mean, seriously, give me a call. We have ways of finding people and getting a hold of them, at least locating where they're at so that we can serve them with contempt citations and failure to pay child support notices and things like that. I mean, the main thing is we, you've got to file something in the court to get it moving so you can at least get something out there going. Uh, right now, you know, if you leave it in DHS's hands, as I've said pretty much every week, they're way overworked and way understaffed, and so it would take months and months and months and months and months before they even would begin to consider filing anything. So give us a call so we can get that moving before we can start getting your money. Yeah, because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I was uh, going online to checking and uh, saw that a couple of weeks ago that she got arrested for her warrants. Right. And um, I tried to contact somebody around there to see if, they're, if she was still in, but they said that, that she was not. And um, I'm trying trying my best to, you know, kind of help out with, you know, speeding the process up. And uh, well, If you want to speed I, it up, give me a call, and yeah, I can speed it up quite a bit for Brad, you. Brad, you can't speed it up on your own, man. Not, oh, not the way I, a lawyer I, can. I went three and a half years trying to get uh, custody of, of my child, and I finally won it, and it's just, you know, yeah. forever. Brad, yeah, that's why you need Jeff, because they're give good at finding people and getting exact information and trying to make that happen a lot faster than you can. Brad, thanks for the call. All right, no problem, brother. You have a good day. You too. See you later. Uh, Samantha has a question about guardianship. Samantha, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Hi. I have a five-year-old sister that uh, I'm trying to get guardianship of, and okay. I was kind of wondering what the chances would be. Um, her grandma currently has guardianship, but is not upholding the guardianship. Um, even DHS has came in several times. So DHS has come in and taken the kid away from grandma who's got guardianship. Am I understanding you right? No, they haven't taken him away. They've just came in. Did an investigation. Yeah. What were they? I mean, were they uns- were those investigations unsubstantiated? Well, they still have an open case. They just kind of dropped the ball and haven't been in the last year to even check in on them. Um, well, they typically, and they, but DHS typically won't unless you someone there's a call made saying the child is in some sort of danger. So, I mean, you're saying you've got a lot going on about this, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to a few more things. If you give me a call later this morning, uh, we can definitely talk about it and, and figure out what's going on. I mean, technically you have higher standing than a grandmother does if it is, in fact, your sister, but the kicker of it is is you've got to show that that guardian is unfit in some way, and if there's DHS involved, there probably is some unfitness going on, and at which point we could definitely get that switched over to you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, Samantha. See you later. Uh, let's go to Donnie has a question about custody. Donnie, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Hey, how you doing? Morning. Um, Donnie, we're having a hard time hearing you, man. I need you to speak up or if we're on speakerphone or something like that, get rid of that. Cause uh, we're... My, my phone's messing up, but okay. can you hear me any better? Yes. All right. Well, we did really good at co-parenting for nine years. She's 12 years old now, and now her mom's trying to like turn her against me and now she's going in the car to i'm moving to colorado and taking her with me but i have joint custody with uh, she can't just up and move she has to file a notice relocation you've got a chance to object um we can get it set for hearing i mean she's got to move for a good reason and then we've got to be able to show that it's not in the child's best interest so 
if you've got joint custody, co-parenting, and equal time and all that, that's her move is going to pretty much be blocked, I mean, unless there's some really other factors I don't know about. So, um, well, there's you know, nothing really. She had a stroke about a year ago, and up to that point, she she just changed on me, and so I'm like, which is very common. Which is very common for stroke victims. They typically, not always, but they will have. A lot of them do have um, personality changes and things like that. It's very common uh, to deal with that. So, uh, you know, you've got a lot going on. Give me a call later this morning and let's figure out how we can block her from moving your child out of state. Because if she's just going to up and move without any notice, that's a big problem. We can get the child back immediately in the state of Oklahoma. Okay. All right, Donnie. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Uh, I think this is. Is it Sharice? Yes, that's uh, right. All right. Sharice has a question about adoption. Jeff, Sharice, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Okay, thanks. Um, so this is actually for my best friend. She had a six-year-old son. That biological dad was gone, missing on drugs, in and out of jail. So her husband adopted the son. Okay. And since then, she has gotten divorced from adoptive dad. Biological dad has come back in the picture and is visiting the son and wants to be an active part of his life and is clean and all that. So he's wanting to undo the adoption. No, you can't. I mean, in the state of Oklahoma and, and in most states, you have to show the only way to undo an adoption is to show fraud or deceit or something of that nature. Um, you can't undo it at that point. Now, uh, there's an interesting thought to be had here in the sense that if, well, I'd have to do some research on it. There might be a way to readopt with the biological dad doing the adoption. Um, okay. but, uh, especially if they get married, but that, that's a whole nother, uh, story. So, and I'd have to do some research on that. Give me a call and let's talk about it. But I mean, typically you can't undo an adoption unless you show fraud or deceit. You just, okay. it, that's just the way it is in the state. Well, adoptive dad is wanting to possibly undo it as well. And so, but, but they're not, she's not going to marry biological dad. So. Well, without a marriage and it probably can't happen. That That's just okay. not going to happen. They, they would have to, bio mom, bio mom about bio dad would have to get married. Then there's a possibility we could do a, uh, an adoption that way. Yeesh. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so Th- much. Thanks, Sharice. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. See you later. This is a text one that I think is really interesting. Me and my ex never officially married, but did introduce as husband and wife and put down as spouse on insurance, filed taxes apart, never together. Do I need a divorce? Ooh. Because what they're talking is common law. Right. What they're talking common law. The reason I pause for a minute is because when you file as, as husband and wife on insurance, if you don't get a divorce, now you've committed insurance fraud. It's kind of like the same thing where we've got people that didn't really hold each other out as husband and wife, but they filed taxes as husband and wife. If you don't get a divorce, now you've committed tax fraud. So um, I would suggest getting one, yes, simply because there's potential of insurance fraud and you don't want that coming back on you. Wow. So you probably were like, ah, we're married. We'll just put down married on our insurance, never real DEFing it out. Right. And now- are you not getting divorced as a cost-saving measure? <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, there, there's some things going on there, but you know, again, to protect yourself against any claims like that, it's just better to go get a divorce, especially if it's something where you're not really fighting about assets or debts or, or kids or anything like that. Just you know, get a simple divorce and get it over with. Yes. How, how wow. far does it go with on um, common law and things like finances? Because I know when you're married with somebody, you, when you're married, you also take on their debt. 
uh, if they start collecting debt when you're married. Is, does common law work the same way? Would you it, be responsible for half their debt? If it's a true common law, yes. The answer would be yes on that. Well, Absolutely. what makes it a true common well, law? Well, and see, that's where Oklahoma sucks because we're only well, – and the reason I say – and I love – okay, I love Oklahoma. I'm born raised here, blah, 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 blah. But the, but the reason I say it sucks is because we're one of a few states that still has common law. And, of course, our legislature every year looks at getting rid of it because it is such a complicated deal. Um, and it's one of those things that uh, when it comes down to finances, if it is a true common law, and what I mean by that is you've held each other out as husband and wife, you've filed taxes together, um, you've given each other cards and all this other stuff that say, this is my husband, this is my wife, that kind of deal, um, then yes, you would be in a divorce responsible for half the debt. Yes, absolutely. It's, it seems like common law is not a black and white thing. It's, there's a it's lot not. of gray. It's not, and sometimes it can be really hard to prove because when you want to get a divorce, it's common law. Then the other side says, "Nope, we never held each other out as husband and wife. Screw you." Um, but you know, when you start getting, like I said, into taxes and insurance and holding yourself out those ways on papers, especially with the federal government (IRS), um, you can get into some big trouble if you're and not careful. A simple husband card. Well, I mean, that can again, be evidence. It, it can be. I've used it. it. I've, I've used it. I've used it. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've used it, you know, I've used it in cases like that before. And, you know, again, the big kickers are insurance and, and taxes and things like that. So uh, this is somebody uh, Texas in real quick. Are post nups worth the paper they're written on in Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a great que- it's a great question. You know, there is a, talk of those. Right. And, and you're talking about prenuptial agreements and that sort of thing. And uh, I've actually got a case right now where a prenup was drafted and um Ironically, the attorney that drafted it is now going after my client uh, for something that he can't get his hands on in the prenup that he himself writ- wrote. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we're getting ready to take that one to a trial. I, I don't. I don't do prenups. I really don't, simply because there's so many fraud. What about postnups? People that get them done after the fact. I've never seen anybody do one ever, and I don't know of any attorneys that have ever drafted one. So I, I can't speak on it because I don't know enough about them because they're just not done very often. Most of the time, it's prenups and people with big estates and big money that they're trying to protect or businesses, uh, making sure that the business can't be touched if there's ever a divorce, that kind of thing. I think if you're doing post-nup, you clearly did not think this through exactly. before you you're got married. Like, you're kind of like, uh-oh, oh, crap, <laughs> right. oh, crap. She can get my business. She can get my money, you know, that kind right. of thing. And so that's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there are laws in Oklahoma, actual statutes and case law that talks about these things. So, yes, there are laws out about them. Um, but I've never personally tried one in a court of law. And so. then finally, someone wanted to know if you ever used bag of cats in the courtroom. I have, yes. That's, <laughs> of course you have. I have, just because it's fun, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I wanted to shout out to that Cody guy from earlier this morning. When you're ready for that divorce after the threesome happens, <laughs> give me a call. We can help you with that. So if you're still listening, give us a holler, because that is down the pipeline if that's the, pass, the hall pass you got, buddy. 398-5692 is the phone number for Hensley Legal Services. Look him up online. He HensleyLegalServices.com, Child Support, Custody, Divorce, Spousal Support, Division of Assets, Father's Rights, Paternity, Guardianship, anything that has to do with family law, Jeff and the crew there at Hensley Legal Services can help you out with. And make sure you mention the morning show when you call, and you'll get to talk with Jeff, all right? You don't, you can't afford to be wrong and not have the correct paperwork or the right representation. And, so. you, can, and you can't afford to not spend the money, especially when it comes down to your kids. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.